Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Putting poor old Jock in quite the most undignified and ridiculous plight he had known since the days of his puppyhood, when his head stuck in the bully beef tin or the hen pecked him on the nose. I ripped off as much of my shirt as was not needed to protect me against the flies, and making holes in it for his legs and tail, fitted him out with a home-made suit in about five minutes. Time was everything. It was impossible to run with him in my arms, but we could run together until we got out of the fly-belt, and there was not much risk of being bitten as long as we kept up the running in the long grass. It was a long spell, and what with the rough country and the uncontrollable laughter at the sight of Jock, I was pretty well done by the time we were safely out of the fly. We pulled up when the country began to fall away sharply towards the river, and there, to Jock's evident satisfaction, I took off his suit, by that time very much tattered and awry. It was there, lying between two rocks in the shade of a marula tree, that I got one of those chances to see game at close quarters, of which most men only hear or dream. There were no snapshot cameras then. We had been lying there, it may be, for half an hour or more, jock asleep and I spread out on my back, when a slight but distinct click, as of a hoof against a stone, made me turn quietly over on my side and listen. The rock beside me was about four feet high, and on the other side of it a buck of some kind, and a big one too, was walking with easy stride towards the river. Every footstep was perfectly clear. The walk was firm and confident. Evidently there was not the least suspicion of danger. It was only a matter of yards between us, and what little breeze there was drifted across his course towards me, as he too made for the river, holding a course parallel with the two long rocks between which we were lying. The footsteps came abreast of us, and then stopped, just as I was expecting him to walk on past the rock and down the hill in front of me. The sudden halt seemed to mean that some warning instinct had arrested him, or some least taint upon the pure air softly eddying between the rocks had reached him. I could hear his sniffs, and pictured him looking about, silent but alarmed, before deciding which way to make his rush. I raised myself by inches close to the rock until I could see over it. A magnificent water-buck bull, full-grown and in perfect coat and condition, was standing less than five yards away and a little to the right, having already passed me when he came to a stop. He was so close that I could see the waves and partings in his heavy coat, the rise and fall in his flanks as he breathed, the ruff on his shaggy bearded throat that gave such an air of grandeur to the head. The noble carriage, as with head held high and slightly turned windward, he sniffed the breeze from the valley, 
the nostrils mobile and sensitive searching for the least hint of danger and the eye large and full and soft luminous with watchful intelligence and yet mild and calm so free was it from all trace of a disturbing thought and yet i was so close it seemed almost possible to reach out and touch him there was no thought of shooting it was a moment of supreme enjoyment just to watch him that was enough in a while he seemed satisfied that all was well and with head thrown slightly forward and the sure clean tread of his kind he took his line unhesitatingly down the hill as he neared the thicker bush twenty yards away a sudden impulse made me give a shot in a single bound he was lost among the trees and the clattering of loose stones and the crackle of sticks in his path had ceased before the cold shiver down the back which my spell-breaking shot provoked had passed away when i turned round jock was still asleep little incidents like that brought his deafness home it was our last day's hunting together and i went back to the dreary round of hard hopeless useless struggle and daily loss one day a calm cloudless day there came without warning a tremendous booming roar that left the air vibrating and seemed to shake the very earth as a thousand echoes called and answered from hill to hill down the long valley there was nothing to explain it the kaffirs turned a sickly grey and appealed to me but i could give them no explanation it was something beyond my ken and they seemed to think it an evil omen of still greater ill luck but as it turned out the luck was not all bad some days passed before the mystery was solved and then we came to where coombs with whom a week earlier i had tried and failed to keep pace had been blown to pieces with his boys wagon oxen and three tons of dynamite there was no fragment of wagon bigger than one's hand and the trees all around were barked on one side we turned out to avoid the huge hole in the drift and passed on there were only twenty oxen left when we reached the drift below fig tree the water was nearly breast high and we carried three-fourths of the loads through on our heads case by case to make the pool as easy as possible for the oxen as they could only crawl then we got one wagon through with some difficulty but at nightfall the second was still in the river we had carried out everything removable even to the buck sails but the weakened bullocks could not move the empty wagon the thunderclouds were piling up ahead and distant lightning gave warning of a storm away up river so we wound the trek chain round a big tree on the bank to anchor the wagon in case of flood and reeling from work and weariness too tired to think of food i flung myself down in my blankets under the other wagon which was outspanned where we had stopped it in the double rutted felt road and settling comfortably into the sandy furrow cut by many wheels was dead to the world in a few minutes near midnight the storm awoke me and a curious coldness about the neck and shoulders made me turn over to pull the blankets up the road had served as a storm-water drain converting the two wheel furrows into running streams and i rolled in my blankets had dammed up one of them the prompt flow of the released water as soon as i turned over told plainly what had happened i looked out at the driving rain and the glistening earth as shown up by constant flashes of lightning it was a world of rain and spray and running water it seemed that there was neither hope nor mercy anywhere i was too tired to care and dropping back into the trough slept the night out in water
In the morning we found the wagon still in the drift, although partly hidden by the flood, but the force of the stream had half floated and half forced it round on to higher ground. Only the anchoring chain had saved it. We had to wait some hours for the river to run down, and then, to my relief, the rested but staggering oxen pulled it out at the first attempt. Roylant, the light red ox with blazing yellow eyes and toppled horns, fierce and untamable to the end, was in the lead then. I saw him as he took the strain in that last pull, and it was pitiful to see the restless, eager spirit fighting against the failing strength. He looked desperate. The thought seems fanciful about a dumb animal, and perhaps it is, but what happened just afterwards makes it still vivid and fitted in very curiously with the superstitious notions of the boys. We outspanned in order to repack the loads, and Roylant, who, as front ox, was the last to be released, stood for a few moments alone while the rest of the cattle moved away. Then, turning his back on them, he gave a couple of low, moaning bellows, and walked down the road back to the drift again. I had no doubt it was to drink, but the boys stopped their work and watched him curiously, and some remarks passed which were inaudible to me. As the ox disappeared down the slope into the drift, Jim called to his leader to bring him back, and then turning to me, added with his usual positiveness, Roland is mad! Umtagati! Bewitched! He is looking for the dead ones! He is going to die today! The boy came back presently, alone. When he reached the drift, he said Roland was standing breast-high in the river, and then in a moment, whether by step or slip, he was into the flood and swept away. The leader's account was received by the others in absolute silence. A little tightening of the jaws and a little brightening of the eyes, perhaps, were all I could detect. They were saturated with superstition, and as pagan fatalists they accepted the position without a word. I suggested to Jim that it was nothing but a return of Roylant's old straying habit, and probed him with questions, but could get nothing out of him. Finally he walked off with an expressive shake of the head, and the repetition of his former remark, without a shade of triumph, surprise, or excitement in his voice. He is looking for the dead ones. We were out of the fly then, and the next day we reached Fig Tree. That was the end of the last trek. Only three oxen reached Barberton, and they died within the week. The ruin was complete. End of chapter 25 Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.